Hello and welcome to Hope. This is my new friend, Sal. Hi, Sal. Hello. How are you? Awesome, awesome. Wait till you guys hear how I met Sal. So my name is Tammy Lynn Connors and this is Hope, helping other people evolve. My mission and vision here is just to help people get through their struggles to get to a strength. What I do is I interview people that have been through struggles, unfortunately, but fortunately, they have found hope and they have a strength. So here's a story. And you guys always know I have a story of how my podcasts start. Um, people ask me all the time, how do you meet people? And I'm always like, God, the universe, whatever you want to believe, I believe it's God, puts people in my life. So I was traveling to San Francisco to interview um, Philip and Christina, and I was at my friend's here in Victorville, and I was doing my 75 heart challenge, and I went for my morning walk, and I met this beautiful lady named Carla. And when I met Carla, we were talking outside. I asked her if she listens to podcasts. She said yes. We exchanged. She followed my podcast. She had um, told me that her and her husband and someone else had had a business and gave me their little card for nutrition drinks. So I left, went home, went to San Francisco, came back through today. I was actually going to drive to Arizona tonight, and I decided, you know what, I'm just going to stay for the night, and I'm going to run over to that nutrition place and get a drink. <laughs> and then here I am, Carla comes in, and she's like, Sal's got a great story of hope, and here we are. Right, Sal? Yes. Right. Awesome. So, and the business that you have is? It's a, it's a nutrition uh, protein bar, right? So we basically um, help people with, you know, through a better nutrition, and at the same time, is uh, you know, I feel my mission is... The nutrition is the introduction, but it's mostly, you know, giving people same thing, hope and, you know, being able to shift that mindset, you know, into more uh, habits that are that are going to lead you in the right path. So, yes, yes. So we were talking a little bit and um, I was sharing about hope and um, he Sal had told me that he has um, family members that struggle with addiction. And then we went through that and then. I kind of said, okay, let's hear your story of hope. <laughs> so he has an incredible story of hope. I sit here with him. Um, you're 33. Okay. Two kids, Two kids. and a wife, right? Okay. Yeah. He just showed me pictures of his kids. They're adorable. He's a little girl and a little boy. And um, so let's go back to, let's just say 17 years old, maybe. Would that be a good time to go no, back to? Yeah? yeah. Or before that? Was it bad before that? 13. Oh, I was, yeah. 13. I, mean, I heard 13. 13 That's was, right. yeah. Okay, let's awesome. go back to 13. Well, I think I'm going to go a little bit even farther okay, back. Okay, so, perfect. Um, one oh, so I'm going to share just a little bit of, you know, how my upbringings. Uh, I did mention, you know, as we we're speaking that uh, I come from, you know, from a family, a dysfunctional family. Uh, my mom has alcohol problems up to this day. My dad has drug problems. And uh, now, currently, my youngest brother has uh, drug problems as well. But uh, I remember growing up, you know, uh, coming from this dysfunctional family, I always had uh, lots of struggles. I remember uh, sometimes we had nothing to eat. You know, I remember uh, many times being alone at home because my dad was never there. He was either in jail or somewhere in the streets getting drugged up. And my mom, you know, um, even though she had an addiction problem, she was always trying to, she was a breadwinner, right? So she was always out there trying to get that bread for us and, you know, try to get something back to us. But the mass majority of my childhood, I was alone. I was, you know, and, and, and I went through a lot of um, humiliations. I went through a lot of, uh, I remember going to school and kids making fun of me because maybe, 
you know, I didn't have the best clothing because my mom could only give me hand downs or or she would buy stuff like in a, in a secondhand stores. And I remember, you know, all that throughout my youth, throughout my childhood hurt at me. You know, I remember even family members humiliating because, you know, we had less than them. And I knew all this, you know, I got to a point where I knew all this came from, you know, my parents having these addiction problems. And about when I was 13, which was the number that we mentioned, uh, my father was always on and off. But at 13, he finally disappeared from the picture. Right. And uh, I think that at that age, I decided, you know, I was going to start hanging around with the wrong crowd. Um, you know, I felt like I felt the need of of bringing income home because my mom's income wasn't enough. And um, and I just wanted, you know, a better lifestyle. I was tired of living the way I live. And at the same time, I was full of anger. I was full of resentment towards my father, towards my mother. And, um, you know, just hanging around. I, I grew up in South Central LA in Watts. So um, these areas, you know, high drug, high prostitution. I mean, you name it, crime. So most of the my friends around the block were drug dealers were gangsters and you know at that age of 15 16 i i got introduced to you know making business out in the street just to keep it at that and you know i thought that was going to be my way out of poverty that was going to be my way out of um you know what i've lived throughout my childhood right but um you know i i was doing good in the beginning you know doing what they showed me to do but eventually you know, as time goes by, they say you, you, you become, you know, that who you hang around with. Yes. So um, I remember, you know, that even though I, I would smoke some of the weed, I started doing heavier drugs because I got introduced to heavier drugs. I got introduced to Crystal. And um, that was like later in my teens, like 19, 20, 21. And I remember that, you know, I, I, I try not to like overdo it, overdo it. But it got to a point where I lost it. I was getting in trouble with the law. I was getting, I just, I had moved, I had left my house at 17 because I felt, you know, that again, I had so much to blame my mom for my dad. And I just, you know, I went on my own at age 17, but by age 21, I had completely lost myself. I had completely burned all my bridges. Um, I was practically alone. I had nowhere to run. Luckily, my girlfriend, which is now my wife, uh -huh. you know, I believe, like you said, God put her on my path for some reason, a divine reason. And I met her when I was 15. So, you know, she was the only person there when I felt, um, you know, when I hit rock bottom, age 21 to me was the breaking point to the point where uh, I had a breakdown where I had so much anger towards my dad and so much um, resentment that I had told myself I was never going to be like my dad. And, you know, what took me to a suicidal stage of mine and, and being more addicted into the drugs was the fact that I realized I had became my dad, right? Mm. Something I did not want to be. So to now make this, you know, the podcast so long, I remember that, you know, if I was to go back 24 hours before I changed my life around, I was actually, I was, I was, I was, I was just talking to you about this. Yes. I was actually in, in the restroom where, where I was living. Um, I was, mind you, I was behind rent like three months. I, I, I was getting evicted from where I was living. Um, the person that was supplying me with the stuff that I was selling was, was actually looking at, looking for me because everything I was supposed to sell was consuming it. 
and I was just in a dark, dark place. Um, like I said, I, I remember being in the kneeling down in the toilet, um, trying to throw up, and it was just <gasps> It was just like air coming out of me. Nothing was coming out. I was actually blaming God in that moment. I was screaming. I was, I didn't, I was just asking him to manifest and show up because I felt like he wasn't real. I felt like, you know, like I was cursed. Like, you know, like I, like he just didn't love me. And, you know, I was blaming him. I was swearing at him. But, you know, and now I realized it was like that cry of, even though it wasn't the right way. It was that cry of hope, right? Please manifest into my life. Please change my life around. And at the same time, I was explaining that I wanted to take my life away. But I remember, you know, as like an outer body experience, looking at myself from the from the top, yeah. just being in the floor, trying to get up to try to get something to take my life away. And I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I was so weak. I was so in tears that I just couldn't get up. And what happened next was I just hear the door open up and it was my girlfriend. Oh. Right. And she comes in, she sees me, she kind of slapped me out of it. And I remember she, you know, she's, she's a strong woman. And I remember her telling me, what are you doing? You know, with a lot of swear words, trying to get me up. Like you're so young, you're so handsome. You got so much in front of you. And I remember being in that uh, victim mentality and telling her, you know what? You don't understand. My life has been miserable my life. Uh, you know, I just want to end it. And I remember she said, you know what? There's more to life and you're drowning in a cup of water. Mm, that's good. And I remember I hated her at that moment for that, <laughs> right? Because right? I felt like she wasn't understanding. And to make the long story short, um, I remember... She told me that she was going to go to a meeting, right? And she left the address there of where that meeting was going to be. She left the time. And, you know, that night, I just, I just remember, I don't even remember. I just remember waking up the next day. And, you know, it was around that time where the meeting was going to happen and just looking for the paper, looking for the address. And I just showed up to that meeting. And why did you show up to that meeting? Well, I showed up to that meeting, right? <laughs> We're going to get Because real <laughs> uh, I was so insecure at that moment that I just wanted to make sure she was going to where she said she was going and not somewhere else, right? So I went out of jealousy, out of insecurity. And again, you know, God works in mysterious ways. Um, in that meeting, I was introduced to my mentor, and uh, which showed me the ropes in what I now do. Uh -huh. He also showed me, um, you know, he spoke to me about philosophy a word that I had never heard about. And, um, you know, he explained to me kind of what that was. And it, just to sum it up, he explained to me that philosophy is the way you view the world, you know. And he said that the reason why it was going so bad for me is because I view the world through the wrong eyes. And if I was to change my philosophy, then my life could change around. So um, that's exactly what I did. Even though I didn't believe him, I didn't really trust him, I didn't really think I could do what he was doing at that moment, which is what I currently do. Um, I decided to trust and, you know, I decided to become, I think I was always a, like real, like very rebel. Right. Like I didn't, I didn't obey the law. I, anything that had to do with structure and law was no, no for me. Right. So I just, I humbled myself. I said, I'm going to do as you say. And he's introduced me to self growth books. He introduced me to personal development seminars. And I mean, the rest is history. Nowadays, you know, it took us, it took us, um, I, I was 21 when that happened. 
Uh, we worked hard and, you know, and what we now do. Um, by age 27, we had reached a point where financially we're, we're, we're well off and uh, we decided to start our family then. So now, you know, now I'm 33, so it's five years after those 27s, we've been able to, you know, uh, shift our lives around. We have an incredible, like you mentioned earlier, incredible lifestyle right now, an incredible family. My kids are, you know, the center of my universe. I've been able to you know, spend the last five years just caring and, and, and uh, looking after them. And it's just been amazing. So, you know, if there's something I could share with you guys is, you know, there's always hope um, as long as you're willing. You know, there's always I believe there's always angels and people that come across your path. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't want to get too religious, but the way I see that every single day when I wake up, I believe that God whispers to your ear. And if you're fully present and you follow your intuition and you're listening to that, you know, divine that's inside of us, then every day, you know, like today we met and I think this is for a reason. Oh, yeah. Right? And I think today's he didn't just whisper. He he yelled at me. <laughs> right. And brought somebody that manifested, you know, um, totally. Because then again, I was, we were just sitting there for like two hours doing nothing. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden she, uh, you came in and we started, you know, and I just felt that soul connection. Yes. So. Guys, you know, it's it's just amazing. All I could tell you guys is, you know, keep that hope up, um, you know, be that humble student and be fully present and, um, you know, listen to God's whisper. He's right. always there. Right. And I think that's kind of it for my part. That's good. And so I, I want to, I, I always like, I go back a little bit. Mm -hmm. So like growing up, we were talking about this earlier too. Like, you know, you said that you didn't want to be your dad and then here you were going and you were being your dad. And I said earlier that because I feel like we go through life and when you're, when you're in that kind of dysfunction, it's not dysfunction to you at that time. It's kind it's normal. It's what you know. It's the only thing that you know. And to be able to hear other people say that it's not the way it's supposed to be. And we have to break that cycle yes. somehow. And whether you let God intervene or your girlfriend intervene, mm -hmm. you have those people in your life that want to intervene. You have to allow them. So I know that um, we talked earlier too about, you know, having family members still struggling with addiction and yes. that I want, I, if you could share a little bit with that, like, I said I struggled a long time knowing that, you know, I have a niece that's in a brain trauma injury house because of an overdose and another niece that uses some things still and just a lot going on. And what you said earlier was pretty powerful to me that you know that you have helped them as much as you could. Awesome. Oh, yeah. So you want me to share a little bit yes. about that? So, yeah, we were talking about, you know, again, coming from. I think it's, you know, I, I believe in generational curses too. And um, I mean, if I go down my bloodline, a lot of my family members have died from alcohol abuse and drug abuse. Mm -hmm. So um, this at this present moment, my mom called me earlier and she's she's been drunk for like the past maybe six, seven days. Uh, my brother's currently uh, suffering from, uh, what is it, a uh, perk 30s addiction. Um, my dad, crystal addiction, as we speak, and uh, he just got, yes, yeah, my mom called me today, my dad called me yesterday. Well, not my dad, his sister called me yesterday, and he's also, on top of his addiction now, he's got diagnosed with diabetes. So it's just so many things, right? And we were sharing earlier that I've, uh, I feel in peace with myself, you know, even though I have 
you know, loved ones that are in, in, uh, still struggling with addiction because I've done everything in my reach to try to help them. Um, you know, I put my brother in several rehabs. I put my mother in several rehabs. And, you know, I, I, I've just done everything that I could physically and humanly do, right? But I came to a realization once I, you know, I, I ran out of resources that, you know, sometimes God has a path, right? And, and every soul has a journey. And sometimes we try to go against the divine and we try to put our own path into whatever God's, God has written for you, right? We try to change the scripture of everybody's soul. And, and I, my belief now is, you know, and I'm in peace with it, that um, every soul needs to go through a certain life experience. And, you know, I pray that hopefully my mom gets better, my dad gets better, and, and my brother gets better. Um, but if that's what's written on God's book, that they have to go through this life journey, then, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. You know, and that's kind of what gives me peace. Yeah. Just to know that I've done everything physically possible, and now it's all in God's hands. Right, right. Yeah, that's, and I thought that was pretty powerful because I've talked about that before, too. And the noise is good because that means the business is doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we sat here, we didn't have anybody, and then we started this, and people are coming in. I'm like, keep coming. It's good. Awesome. But um, so I just... Your story is incredible. I love the fact that you're still uh, that you decide you made that decision, and you said to me earlier too that like you have this three to five year plan mm -hmm. to be able to to be there for your kids. Yes, you know, and that's that's the, I, you're you're young. I mean, thirty three is young. Of course, you're the same age as my son. Well, he's thirty two, but close enough. You know, so that's that's very young to have that mindset and to know that that's what you want to do in the best interest of your children. And yes. I'm sure a lot of that has to do with how you grew up, right? Yes. And so you want to be the best dad that you can be. Yes. And I think that, that that to me, when you said that, I was like, wow, that's so good. Like he wants to be home with his kids when they're 10, you I, know, 11. 12. I think one of the things that I've learned is, you know, um, I've learned this in one of the, in a seminar that I took, you know, sometimes we blame, you know, uh, we look at our circumstances and we don't like what we see and we tend to go back to find someone to blame. Right. And, and, you know, for a long time when I was living in drugs and in misery, you could say it was because I was blaming my parents for it. I live this way because of my parents, because of my childhood, because of what I've been through. But once I've learned that, you know, you could either blame or look for the blessing behind that, what you're blaming then there's also a big blessing. And, and I think that's what shifted my whole life around when I saw everything that I used to blame as a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. So my dad stepping away at early age, you know, developed, even though it wasn't the right business, but developed the businessman inside of me because I had to go out in the streets and start doing not the right Best business. entrepreneurs out there. <laughs> yes, but I had to, you know, and that led me into having very successful businesses right. today. Um, you know, having the courage to just, open up and go all in even though I had you know nobody in my family has been a business owner you know and and just everything like once I connect the dots backwards um, you know it's everything that I went through in my childhood was a blessing in disguise going back to my kids my dad was never there or he was on and off so what did I want to do I wanted to be a full present father right and I've been able to do that like I said once we had my little daughter that's five I've we've been able to be with her 24 7 
And now my other plan, like I was saying, is uh, now they're in school. So now, you know, now they're in school. The time while they're in school, you know, we decided to open up another location and go hard again. So by the time they hit their, their teenage years, right, I'm able to be a full present father and do the best I can. Because, again, I've seen how much effect that had in my life, not having my father present. But definitely I saw how much effect that had in my brother's life because my dad stepped away when my brother was uh he was months right so my brother has been without a dad for 22 years mm-hmm. you know so so I, I i i do see the importance of being present right but being present and so sometimes you can be present but not dedicate the time to your kids mm-hmm. you're just there you're like just there right mm-hmm. but i want to be involved in their lives you know and and again install new better habits better philosophy and um and and that's basically it but again it's it comes from my upbringing so if you're gonna blame something right also look for the blessing behind that what you blame yes definitely well that's good i like that find the blessing in what you blame it's good because a lot of people do stay in that victim mentality Mm -hmm. and i um i love that you talk about mentorship because i think that's huge and um just listening and, and keeping the positive. You know, when you said, I like what you said too, when you said when you wake up in the morning and you can hear God's whisper. So when I, I tell all the time, when I wake up in the morning, I always think no matter, I might wake up and I don't know, not feel great that day. That doesn't usually happen, but just let's just say it. Then. I will find one thing at least to be grateful for, yes, you know, gratitude. and, and it's so important. I just was listening to something earlier again today about gratitude because we walk in this world and there's, there is so much negativity. As we know, we talked about the media earlier mm-hmm. and there's so much negativity that you, you're pretty much responsible for keeping yourself happy and joyful and being that person out there. Definitely. You know, I could have walked in this place today and just been like, yeah, let me just have that and walk back out. But that's not, who I choose to be. I want to be the light in the world. And when I can come in and somebody's smiling and you can see that presence and that, like you said, that soul, like Connection. it was just there. Right. And so I met, I know I met Carla for a reason. Now I have new friends in Victorville. I went from <laughs> one friend to, I got like, five awesome. now I'm like, moving on up. I'll come to Victorville and visit more often. Awesome. No, but it's just like remembering to be grateful and not be the victim. I always say, don't be a victim, be victorious. You know, we can, you could have easily, you know, I think about that when I think of a young teenager in, I mean, I have no idea what it's like in LA. I've never been to LA, but I heard stories and that's probably enough for me. I don't need to go to LA, but to think about you being young, a drug dealer, probably involved with games and all of that. And to have the blessing of your girlfriend that God put in your life at 15 for sure. And to have her stand by you. She's somebody I need to interview too. Because oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, she's story. powerful, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But just to have her stand by you and then you to find at a young age be like, I am sick and tired of this and I need a I need to change or die. And basically that day That's you wanted to die. Right. And I think that we talk about that a lot in the addiction world, basically, is you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And when is your sick and tired? And we never know. But when you said that you were like vomiting, but nothing was coming out and you wanted to die and you're yelling at God. I remember when I quit drinking, I yelled too. Like I screamed, but mine was, well, it was take this away. I'm going to die. My son's not going to have a mom. 
And God came in and said, okay, you're ready. I'm ready. And I think a lot of times people, they're just not ready. Right. And, but if you really look, look, look to other people, I guess, look at Sal's story. Here he sits at 33 years old now, successful business, just opened another successful business. He has two beautiful children, a beautiful wife, and he's all he's out here doing too is, like he said in the beginning, offering hope and helping other people, right? His nutrition is helping other people. His wisdom is helping other people. He's probably a great mentor to somebody. And it's just going to keep going. And if we all keep doing these things to help others evolve, as the podcast says, Imagine the world we could live in if just people would step out of their comfort zone and be kind and help other people. Definitely. That's that to me is is huge. And I think that that's why God had me walk into this place today. So Definitely. I appreciate you jumping Thank on you. here. Is there appreciate anything you. is there anything else you want to add? No, I think we just get a big hug <laughs> just in case you're <laughs> no, not I watching. Just, the video. I just want to thank you for the time. I just want to thank you for bringing me on and uh, you know, and just blessings to everybody. You know, I I, I I have adapted this belief of, uh, I read it somewhere probably, where I believe that everything that lives in this earth is here for two main reasons, right? One of them is to grow, and the other one is to contribute. Mm. Everything that you see, you know, let's use a, a lemon seed, for example. I believe most of the lemons, lemon trees that we have today probably came from one seed, mm. right? They planted it, it grew, and it contributed. Yes. And contribute many, many lemons and they planted those lemons seeds and now we have lemons all over the world. Right. Um, and I believe everything that's here in earth, that's our soul journey, right? Um, humans were meant to keep on to grow or evolve and contribute to other people's lives. The sad part is that at some point or another, you know, because of traumas, because of whatever you've been through in life, you stop growing physically, not physically, your physical keeps on growing, right? right? right. It's mentally and spiritually, right? But because the skin keeps on growing, it keeps aging. But at some point, traumas stop your mental growth or you stop your mental growth and your spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. But if you were to focus, you know, on the blessings every single day and see each day as a day to keep on growing physically and I mean, uh, mentally and spiritually and find a way to contribute in somebody's life, then your life will completely change. And as you give, you shall receive. And that's why when you brought me on and you said, let's do the podcast, you know, first of all, I, I thank you for that, you know, and second, I felt that in somehow, some way I'm contributing to the world and you know we're helping more people out yes so, that's exactly so, it let's so keep going. i thank you thank so you. much for getting on here it's funny because i said you want to do the podcast right now i got my <laughs> laptop out in the truck so thank you so much no, i appreciate you. it and i know this is going to be a continued friendship i can't wait to meet your wife and kids yep. and i thank everybody for jumping on hope and we will talk to you all soon have a blessed night